You're listening to DraftKings Network. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace. It's a Thursday episode. We're going to do some Twitter questions once again. Sands, Jay Hay, we got Dallas, we have Joseph, we have Jake in the house. Uh, I we'll probably have like, a, I don't know, about an hour and change to, to rip through some Twitter questions. But uh, there's a couple things we have to address before we get into the Twitter questions. Last night, the conclusion to what are you looking at, Dallas? You ever heard of a shade, my brother? I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> as you can tell, Jared, future's bright. Get him some knockarounds. Come yeah, on. Come on. I'm still dude. waiting on those knockarounds from Jake. They're going to get here any day now. I, I, know I don't it. think they I make Oakland A's pairs because they're still waiting to see if the team is still going to be called the A's next year. Well, I don't know if I was offered A's glasses per se. I know that mm-hmm. there were glasses extended my way. Uh, again, that was two months ago, and I'm not a big hurry up guy. You know, I'm a yeah. long play guy. So you're, you're definitely just, a big picture guy for sure. Just whenever. Yeah. So yeah, just whenever. <laughs> Uh, last night, the Houston Astros competed the sleep, the sweep of uh, sleep too. They, they're definitely going to sleep after yeah. this one. Uh, they the put Texas them to bed. Rangers. That's what happens is the fucking the Houston Astros put the Texas Rangers to bed. Uh, it's bad. It's really sad. It's sad because I know the Texas Rangers fans, if it were the other way around, I would feel much more happy about it because uh the astros are always there the astros are always in the alcs so if the texas rangers had been kind of hovering around all year and the astros were in first place and the rangers finally pounced and took over first place then it would be an exciting story but now it's just like ah sad sad the rangers are three games back now they're in third place the mariners are a game out houston has taken over first place after three straight wins over the texas rangers the astros the updates, 98% playoff odds. The Texas Rangers have free fallen to 51.8%. There's still oh, no. a path. There's still a path. Uh, but it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say it has to be through the wild card because that's just simply not true. But they are a half game back. Uh, they are a half game back of the Toronto Blue Jays for the third wild card spot. Who did lose last night? They did lose last night. Yeah, they, yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, they did. They uh they took a big fat L. So I, don't rule out the Rangers getting in. The fact that isn't isn't that like a horrible sign that you're a half game out of a playoff spot yet your playoff odds are a coin flip? Like that can't feel good. What just better than a coin flip? No, you're right. It, it cannot. But again, I think that speaks to the point that I was making about you know this this race being the most exciting race if you know in 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 baseball again nationally wild card. Ton of teams involved. I get the excitement around that and what that can mean. But it's been a while since this division has been the division that you're talking about like this come September, the middle of September. Like how, how, how often has it just been whoever's chasing the Astros? Does the second place team in the AL West have a shot of making the wild card has been the conversation because of what's gone on in the East at times. So now the fact that you have three teams vying for the division and potential wildcard berths here September 6th, 7th. Like that's, that's exciting stuff because let's remember Mike Trout shelved. Shohei Otani 
half the player that he has been his entire career, which is crazy to think because he's still smoking baseballs. Um, so, yeah, this division better have your attention, should have your attention down the stretch. Joseph? Hey, man. It was a, um, what do you would call, uh, where I come from, ass-kicking. You know, it was just every game. It was a beatdown. <laughs> what was the combined score? I'm looking it up right now. 13-6, to 14-1, 12-3. They almost scored 40 runs in a three-game set. So 27 plus 12, that's about 39, 39 runs. And then 3, 4, 10. 39 to 10. And the sad part is, is that you had Ovaldi come back. Yep. Mm-hmm. Get shelled. He had Scherzer pitch for you, their big acquisition. What word was that? that? Acquisition. <laughs> <laughs> acquisition that's what i said right mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah acquisition mm-hmm. not to be confused with accusation <laughs> that's a different word that is it's a totally different <laughs> word. Uh, it's like don't... watching a little lion cub pounce around on a butterfly jared watching you mm-hmm. just jump all over jump. hold on what'd you say what was that you had again <laughs> Right, everyone knew what the fuck I said. Everyone knew what the fuck I meant. Everyone knows that I'm saying some smart shit right now, and they're listening to it. And if you want to interrupt with some bullshit to make yourself feel better, and that's good, that's your prerogative. Mm-hmm. You know what that, that word one, means, right? buddy. Yeah, there you go. You got, word, you got yeah. that one right. Nailed and it. I could go, I could go all day, Buster. <laughs> <laughs> but as I was saying, mm-hmm. they also lost El Bombe in the right field last night on yeah. that. That's a tough loss. I mean, if that, like, it's just everything that could go wrong goes wrong. And I guess the only thing they got going for them is they're playing the A's. But, like, even then. Well, why is that got to be something that's going for them? Not after the way the swing and A's are coming out of this Toronto series. I told you, hey. spoiler alert, bud. That's the fucking, hey. that's the season banner for the remainder here. Spoiler alert. Is I it in Oakland? There's actually a ribbon that flies behind the team jet that says that. Spoiler alert. Here we come. Getting ready to ruin your fucking day. Getting ready to ruin your October plans. You've been planning a fall chase little trip to see the leaves change. Well, the Oakland A's are going to turn those leaves from green to gold to shit brown for you. (laughs) If you're worried about getting to October and you're overlooking the Oakland Oz. It is wild that Manfred did that with the schedule. Made the A's play the Blue Jays, the Rangers, the Astros, and the Mariners. Like pretty much all in a row. They all get those three games, these these four teams competing against each other. And it might all come down to how well they play against the A's. I said this before the All-Star break. When we were talking about like the AL East potentially having five teams in the postseason. (laughs) And I said, that's great. That's great. All these other teams, though, that are sniffing around a potential wild card berth. If we're getting to the all-star break talking about this and things have gone the way they've gone, I said, it very well may be a case of who plays the Oakland A's last and how those games turn out. And you would hate to think that your season depends on a three-game set with a team that has nothing to lose. Absolutely nothing to lose. 
You do not want to be there. That's one way to put it. Like that's definitely how <laughs> yeah, official A's it. employee would uh, <laughs> describe like a, a series against the A's at the end of the season. You can you pl- want let's just say let's just play devil's advocate here, right? Let's just it's say smoke that we're you on don't the, want Jared. Let's just say we're on the other side of the spectrum. Then it would sound a little bit something like this. Guys, we get to play the A's at the end of the season. This is awesome. Nah, that team fucking that's, sucks. That's, that's that team not. sucks. This is great. This is like a gimme series. Or, or let's just say hypothetically, you may work for the A's, then you could word it something like, "You don't want to play a team that has nothing to lose, brother. You don't want to play a team that just could die tomorrow and not give a single fuck about it." coming for you. Like that. Now that, that, the that, is, that is crazy. That's a crazy way to look at it, Dallas. That's a crazy uh, way to look at it. It is. It is for for you to sit there and say like. Like the like teams are hearing the Jaws theme in their head when they see the A's coming up on the schedule. Like they're hey, not licking no, that, their chops being like, thank you, God. You, know you want to know why it's the Jaws themes, Jared? It's because you're swimming in a lake with a mirror on the bottom. And you know what mm. that means? Don't that mean? be your own worst enemy. Don't uh, eat yourself. Okay. Running into a series against the A's. Yeah. Don't think that you're the biggest fish in the pond just because. Right. And that there ain't nothing down there at the bottom lurking, ready to snip, snip, and snap that ass. Right. Because we're waiting. We're, that's that's I, what I'm saying. I'm glad you mentioned it because I was cu- kind of curious to get your thoughts on uh, like the the ocean. How much of it is undiscovered? Like 80%? Probably more, well, right? Well, well over 80. Yeah, I, I want to say close to 90% of the ocean is undiscovered. 90%. And how do we know if we've never discovered it? How do we know? That it's ninety percent. Couldn't it be more? Could be less. Uh, just just based on the based on the vastness that we are able to measure, yeah. and the, the the sheer volume of water. There's it's almost impossible for the human species to to explore all of it in its entirety. So. No, I, I come on. How long have I said this? If you're interested you in, in space, there? you're interested in space. That's great. We've got yeah. space right here on Earth, like mm-hmm. shit that you would never. And there's actual life here that will look at you. <laughs> yeah, look, look right back at your ass. Might even look at you like you're on the menu. Right. Yeah, I'm not yeah. into space. I don't really care what's out there. But ocean exploration. That's yeah. Now, now we're talking my speed. Now we're I'm, talking I'm here my language it. here. Yeah, we should put a tube together. I would do that. Tube? Yeah. I feel like we could do that. A submersible? Jake. Could yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jake, book a submersible for us. <laughs> I would do no, that. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, like, after, like a, after like a plane crash, the safest flight is the next one. Like, what are the odds? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. that's one way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all so right, I would the say submersible like- imploded. What's the, what are the odds it happens again? I don't know. Yeah, so I always tell my <laughs> no, friends. Not gonna happen. <laughs> I always tell my buddies when we're golfing. They're like, Dallas, get off the green when I'm hitting my approach shot. And I'm like, D- I'm standing on the hole. That's the safest fucking place I could possibly be. You're not yeah. going to be hitting it anywhere near the hole. Right. We're good. Yeah, that's fair. So <laughs> that's fair. Just being honest. Yeah. Speaking of odds, the DraftKings Sportsbook, the best Thursday of the year is coming up. 
And it's all about NFL opening night. Football is back in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL, is hooking up new customers with a can't-miss offer to celebrate. Place your first $5 NFL bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check the app to see what you get. Don't wait till kickoff to get in on the hype. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly. When you bet just $5, that is promo code Jared, only on the DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Um, all right, you guys want to get into some Twitter questions? Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Before we do that, uh, Joey's new video on Baseball Doesn't Exist on YouTube. Uh, some of the rule changes, I mean, like the statistics were very interesting to see year over year, the differences in, uh, I think it, it, they shaved like a half hour off the game time from 2021. You said Joe. Yeah. From last oh. year, it was like a little less. So I, I bid two years just to make a good round number. Half hour go. since 2021, half hour since 2021 stolen bases up 20%. I believe that's right. Yep. Attendance up 9%. Yep. Uh, MLB TV viewership up 9%. Yep. These are all numbers off the top of my head. That's just the Asperger's talking. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of good information there, especially uh, the idea that what's close to 60, a little, a little over 60% of players want rules changed for the playoffs this year, and it's just not going to happen. Yeah, 60% of players, according to the athletics poll, wanted the rules changed in some way. Which is funny. I mean, that's like the that's like the one like the players hate the rule changes more than any demographic. <laughs> anyone the fans mm. love them for the most part. The league fucking loves them. But it's the players who actually have to play under them where it's like, this is annoying and I'm not a spectator. The, the, this the, is the, fucking with my career. Well, the biggest the summer. biggest hesitation behind going to the postseason with some of these rule changes are the strictness with which they're going to be policed and applied. Right? Like because again, if it's a matter of the ninth inning, runners on second and third, two outs, one run game, and the guy at the plate is somebody in the middle of your order and he gets banged on a strike three call because of pitch timer. How do we you know what I mean? How how do you feel about that? And if it's even close, if it's even close to being interpreted and could have gone the other way, think about how that's going to go. Because I've watched players this year where guys have asked for timeout, like, hey, timeout. And they've physically, with their hand, asked for timeout. And the umpire has physically acknowledged them. And then because for whatever reason, Again, this is never explained to us as listeners. 
or viewers, for whatever reason, there's a penalty applied. And then not until later, the next day, do you find out because you've talked to the player that it's that it is actually a language misinterpretation. So think about that. Think about finding out that the at-bat of your favorite team and your favorite player in the most crucial situation of your season boils down to an umpire thinking that you were just asking whether or not the ball was as far out as he's going to call it a strike as opposed to actually calling timeout. Oh, I thought you were just asking if that was as far down as I was going to go or if that was as far outside as the zone was going to go. I didn't know you were asking for timeout. Yeah, that's on me. Well, you know what? That is on you. But you know what else is on you? The, the fact that two guys in scoring positions just got left standing out there because I asked one question and you didn't understand it. So now we're talking about that the next morning instead of how the out should have been recorded, whether it's a punch out or the guy hit the double and scored both runs and the team ended up winning. Is that how you want the postseason to boil down? Is that how you want your team to either advance or go home? And that's what players know there's a very real possibility of because we've seen it happen. So what are you doing to instill confidence in the players that that won't happen in the game's most pivotal time? What are you doing to instill that confidence in the players? That's where the players are coming from. So it's not that they're not used to it. It's not that they haven't made the adjustment because they have. Joey, I'm sure you've done an awesome video on the adjustments that the players have made because you're super unbiased and you care about the players. (laughs) So you go watch that video. Uh, Yeah, that that that's what I say. The the fucking violations are now it's like one every three games now. Exactly. So, but but the problem is, do you want one of those three games to come in the postseason? And a fan's response might be. Well, you've been doing it all year long. You can't do it now in the postseason. Why do you want shit to change? And I'm with them to an extent. Like, hey, we we can't just go back to playing the way we did two years ago in the postseason now because I I promise you, you're going to watch the games go from two hours and 40 minutes to three hours and 40 minutes. Like, 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 yeah, I mean, I feel like that part of it is inevitable. Also, uh, like, it's good to see. And I, I expected this. I think everyone expected this, that the number of infractions from April to now have been drastically cut, except for wasn't it like Philadelphia, like the, the pitch clock guy was just trigger happy. Like they, it was like three <laughs> yeah, times yeah. more <laughs> in Philadelphia than anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, don't, I think they might have fixed that. But there yeah. was a period where it was they outnumbered everybody. The guy was just quick on it. Yeah, he's yeah. Just a rogue, just a rogue timer. <laughs> Yeah. Well, either way, those rogue timers that pop up that just want to be their own, be their own dude. I think we're definitely on a collision course for one of the new rules playing a major effect in a playoff game. Because I think even if you're a a baseball fan who watches eighty percent of your team's games, like you still see guys get called for stuff, but like it just doesn't register as much anymore. Like I think like once in April when you see it for the first time, you're like ah. There it is. But like now, like it'll happen. You just be like, yeah. What other, what other, what other infraction has occurred with the new rule changes that you've been like, oh, well, well, if that happens, I can't, it's only the pitch timer. Yeah. What was the, um, what was the, just got banged for a shift. 
Yeah, Bogarts. Oh, yeah, that was Bogarts that was, was uh, on the grass. So, so, so like if it, so that that is a beautiful example right there, Joey. That right there. If you can start the video, and you clearly see that Xander Bogarts at the start of the at bat, like at the beginning of the pitch, his feet are on the dirt where they're supposed to be. If you can see that, and then you watch a team challenge that notion. And you watch a replay team and a replay system actually go against that. That's where players are going. What do you mean we don't have a fucking argument here? What do you mean we don't have a reason to be curious about this? We just watched this happen. You just watched a dude start with both feet clearly on the dirt. And then you replay it. And the video shows him starting with both feet clearly on the dirt. And you get all of your important decision makers back in New York. And in this baseball game, they all come together to try to unify their knowledge and take the information available to them right now. And they make that decision. Well, it's the same thing when they have instant replay now for uh, outs and like the guy is on the base and comes off the base by like that much and they call him out that's the same thing that happens with the pitch clock and in that instance where he was well, like on the well, grass like a half a centimeter on the grass when the pitcher started his motion so technically it's a violation when did what angle have you seen a, another angle of this yeah. uh, of the bogarts I made a TikTok on this, and if you watch if you watch the Padres broadcast, you'll be convinced that he was on the dirt the entire time. But if you watch the Giants broadcast, they'll show you because the rule is it's that when the guy starts his motion, starts his motion, yes. So Bogarts like creeped in from the outfield from the outfield grass, like while he was in the motion. But like you said, it was like a half an inch, you know. Well, well then, well, so here's here's my thing, Joe, because I'm such a stickler for stuff like that. Because when you just started to say. Well, you know, like replay, when a guy comes off the bag just that much, well, like if, if you see my fingers here, you see that? That's not that much. That's that much. And you know what that means? That means he's safe. And I don't care if it's that much. That much means he's safe. That much means he's out. That much means he's safe. So if he was that much on the grass, not not all the way on the dirt like this, but if he was just that much on the grass, then it is what it is. And, and that is a rule violation. And what sucks is that you could potentially have someone watching the baseball game in the game's biggest moment on the game's biggest stage and think that that is the time to have that rule applied. Like, fuck the fact that it's a tie ball game here late. That's what we want to do. And some might respond with, well, isn't that the rule? And to that, you have to say, Yes, it is. Yes, that is the rule. And it sucks. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see because I'll play like that when you challenge it and it goes to New York. Like you have to call that. But if it's like a pitch clock violation in the bottom of the ninth in a playoff game, like, do you think umpires are going to give them an extra second? I can see that happening. That's what they do in hockey. I don't know much about hockey, but I, from my understanding in hockey in the playoffs, you could just wreck anybody and not get a penalty for it. Well, well this is going to be this is going to be that that moment in time where so so how we've talked about the game of baseball not doing a great job of enforcing rules and policies that are already on the book this could be that moment in time 
where the policies on the book are enforced and continue to be enforced because the minute that they're not is the minute that the gray area really starts to form, right? And that's where we all start to go, all right, well, we know in the postseason that there's there's going to be a little leeway. Or we'll find out that in 2024, we will not we will not be expecting any leeway because we saw the Braves lose it on a fucking pitch timer violation. Or we saw the Dodgers, because Mookie Betts was creeping in from the outfield, playing second base, gets banged. And the Dodgers lose. Like, and we're going to find out. Well, you know what? 2024, they ain't playing. Yeah. Hey, but I, I mean, I think it's like you got to play these rules. I don't know what adjustment you're going to make to get rid of this gray area. Because that's the well, thing. It's like there's, the, there's yeah, no, if you ask for an, there's no adjustment. No, there's no adjustment. It's just about pure enforcement. That's 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 what I'm getting at is if you just continue to enforce it this way, then the league and the players know, all right, whether it's September, October or May, they ain't playing. They will absolutely bang your ass. It doesn't matter. So that's what I'm saying. We are living in that moment right now where that's going to be established because this is the first year that it's going to be a thing in the postseason. So this is the this is the moment in time. I'll like I, I told how many, how many times have I told the story about me punching two guys out on four pitches in the minor leagues because they were trying to reestablish the rule of keeping your foot in the box if no action occurs, right? That was a rule that was already on the books. It was just not established. So they were trying to reestablish this. And how did that work out? Well, it didn't. <laughs> you got to fast forward to now where we have a fucking pitch timer in the game of baseball. That's how far it had to go. Yeah. I will. You're gonna, you're gonna see a lot of broken pitch comps this postseason. Mm-hmm. Yep. I am buying any of that shit, dude. No. Yeah. It's a lot I, of bad I, Wi-Fi signals. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I know people. <laughs> I've heard people say that. Like, whoa, in the playoffs it gets so loud. How are you gonna hear the pitch com? I don't buy that shit. You can hear it. Well, there's it, there's there's levels of volume. Of- Trust me. <laughs> I, I know that you can turn them up and you can turn them down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pitch com, or you need a new ball. I yeah, Nola. Ball. Yeah, the Nola move. Mm-hmm. There's ways to get an extra couple seconds. That if you're not being a complete total asshole about it, you can get a uh, you can get an extra timeout. We are definitely on the on the verge of seeing uh, more rule changes because I think guys guys know how to game the system and they're waiting until the playoffs to mm-hmm. exploit mm-hmm. it because. And- they're like, I'm not going to burn coming? these bullets now because they're going to make rules to prevent this come October. So they're going to try and gain that edge and save it. Yeah, I think you're going to see some serious blister inquiries. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if I can, if I can figure out a way to slow this game down without being charged a mound visit and a disengagement. Yeah. I mean, you can literally just keep throwing balls into the stands. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, no, I don't like this one. Nah, I don't like this one either, really. Like, there's no rule well, against that. Well, they no, kind of I mean, just, they, they made a rule. Yeah, you, how you, many, I mean, it feels like, well, it's, like it's not, uh, that's what I'm saying. It's so vague. It's like, if you're doing this on purpose to uh, skirt the pitch clock, that's illegal. But who the fuck knows? Who's to say for sure if you're actually doing that? It's a hard well, rule I mean, to enforce. Like, let's say, let's say you're trying to get somebody ready in a hurry, right? Trying to get somebody ready in a hurry. You got three batter minimum you're dealing with. And I'm only at like the first batter. So, and you're like, you know what? Matchups after this are not great. Fuck. 
We got to get, we got to get our guy ready and we got to get this taken care of. You step off. You've slowed the game down. You get the ball. Great. You step on and then you show, Hey, no, I, I need a new ball. Step off. That's not a disengagement. Need a new ball. All the while your boy's down there throwing, getting hot. And you get that ball back. I don't like this ball. Get another one. So your boy down there has probably already fired four or five bullets. He's 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 getting close to ready to go. And no infractions up until this point. You're good to go. So there's going to be a lot of different ways that you can slow this game down. And the mound visits. Something else that teams, and that I'm sure you've seen unfold, mound visits are being utilized more and more to just slow the game down as opposed for a traditional, like, let's come together and strategize type of mound visit if those existed before. So those are getting used as sort of timeouts just to catch a breather. We'll bring guys together, go over the next at bat, but ultimately, knowing that we've got these mound visits, we'll slow down and we get them as we go into the later innings, right? Ninth inning, blah, blah, blah. You get one, so. There's going to be a lot of manipulation. Hmm. Hmm. Well, uh, we will see how they navigate those waters. Go check out the video. Baseball doesn't exist on YouTube. Uh, Jake, how about a Twitter question? Joe, as one as as one of the biggest Mets fans out there, can you tell me how I handle a collapse like the one we're seeing with my Rangers right now? Oh, I'd say you blame the Mets, <laughs> giving you <laughs> damaged goods and Scherzer. That that's one way. Hmm. Um, sell the team. <laughs> if I, I don't know, I, I don't think Mets fans handle the collapses very well. I think Mets fans embrace them; they pretend to not like them. So maybe that's what you got to do. Okay. Next question. With Tito retiring at the end of the season, who do you think the Guardians bring in to fill the vacancy? Do they look internal or do they go outside the org? Sandy. Garen. Garen. <laughs> if you really wanted to switch up the culture around there, you go get yourself Bob Garen. <laughs> you go get Joe Madden. Yeah, like, I mean, put it this way. The, the latest trend, this could be a fun exercise. Um, the latest trend in hiring managers like Kevin Cash, Alex Cora, um, Aaron Boone, What's Grady uh, Sizemore doing? Like, it's really that Gabe Kapler. It's finding guys who had a low career war that had long major league careers. It's like, well, why is that? Oh, because teams saw value in having them in there as a person, as a leader, as someone that could help people. That's that's how they're finding managers these days. Who fits that? Yeah, I, who fits I would that, say yes. Uh, that quality. I, I would agree with that to an extent, but what's tough though, Jared, is to hear what we heard come out of the mouth of David Ortiz, something that we have known about this game uh, very much so, uh, I think from years past all the way up to now, which feels like it's accelerating though, which is the cachet that used to come along with having 10, 15 years in the big leagues for whatever reason just doesn't seem to carry the same weight these days no and, but and, that and doesn't, so that, we're not looking for that guy right now because he'd still be playing i'm talking about like it, someone fits that 
mold that has played. Like Brian McCann. Yeah. You're talking about just like a old retired player at this point. Yeah, like I mean, obviously we're not looking for a the the next Guardians manager to still be playing baseball right now. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like like not a like a recently retired player. Yeah, as opposed to yeah, like we're not you know moving fifty five year old Tony Larusa to the Guardians. Right. Okay. Yeah, like some like like a like a Dallas Braden, like someone that like wasn't good but hung around. People liked him. And he knows the game inside and out. It's perfect. You like Cleveland, and also and also a guy who's down who's down for the cause ain't gonna be like, no, we need to do this, even though the numbers say this. So needs someone who's like with the numbers. Yeah, someone that's not gonna gonna snitch when they when they end up cheating stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, you need a writer. Yeah, you need a writer. Yeah, that sounds like Bob Guerin to me, but I don't know that he fits the rest of the bill. Maybe Bob Michael Garrett's Brantley comes back home you'd... as soon as he retires. No. No. I mean, I guess like some some of the managers, like they they fit in the market that they manage, but like not all of them. Like Kevin Cash. Kevin Bring Cash back Manny Acta. <sighs> Grady Sizemore <laughs> would be a funny option. You don't think you don't think Kevin Cash has got the Tampa in him? I mean, he does. Like, he's so Tampa. I don't know that he was like a fixture anywhere that he was. Fit the market. When you say market, I'm thinking like the vibe of the town. I don't yeah. know. I never been to Tampa, but maybe a little more beach vibe, more laid back, golf cart riding around. There's a big mess not getting Rocco Baldelli to manage the Rays. That's the guy. Um, yeah, something like that. Anyways, next question, Jake. Can we talk about Alex Bregman returning to his 2018-2019 MVP form? He has a 984 OPS in the second half, and no one's batting an eye to it. Breggy. I think the, the reason why no one talks about it is because once you get punched out by me, I feel like you just kind of lose all credibility moving forward. Like, no one's just going to sit there and be like, man, this guy's an offensive force when you got gassed up by, by me. He has played... In 140 games this year, that's the most of any player in baseball. I don't know if he's played in every game. Does that mean he hasn't taken a day off? I don't know. But yeah, the overall numbers, overall numbers off. are really good. Uh, 272, 370 on base, 450 slug. It's an 820 OPS. He's got 25 doubles, 22 homers, and he's driven in 92 runs. Yeah, that is... Uh, I did. I did not think that he was having as good of a year as he is. Yes, that is correct. It's a great point. He leads their team in WAR, according to Baseball Reference. Which yeah, he would have guessed that he'll get back to the hundred RBI mark. Yeah, he's tough hasn't in Houston. Been there when since you got all those big, you got those big boppers in Houston. Is you know you get overshadowed by the shiny new toys. I mean, it's not even. I mean, like yes, with your Don, but even like a guy like Kyle Tucker overshadows him, and they have very similar game. I guess like they're. Like Kyle Tucker is not like a like you wouldn't look at him and be like, "There's a forty home run guy." But Kyle Tucker's like a people are still waiting for him to really live up to his potential. This could be an MVP candidate. When you look at Bregman, it's like he's kind of already been there. We kind of seen his peak already. Kyle Tucker, we don't really know what he could be. What his ceiling is? 
we don't know his ceiling for I th- sure. I think people I think uh, I think people have Kyle Tucker slotted in the 25 30 to 40 homer range more than people think. Yeah. Oh, I don't think some people think he could be a 40 guy though. Bregman well, did that's hit what I 40. just said. Bregman hit Rip. 40. What in uh 19 18? the year that I struck him out. The year that I struck him out, he was second for MVP, 40 home runs, 41 home runs, 37 oh. doubles, uh, drove in 112 runs. I basically struck out the MVP in the year that he won it. I'm also, just saying, the same year that he fact. turned a wiffle ball into a fucking asteroid. Yeah, that was just a, that was a bit for the video. Like I struck him out, and I was like, "All right, like we'll get the we'll get the home run in here for the clicks," because obviously no one wants to see me win. Like it'd be different if he hit the home run first and I struck him out. But I punched him out, and I, I know what good content is. So I was like, all right, I'll serve up a meatball here. And Joey, obviously, he's going to hit it. He's the fucking MVP runner-up in Major League Baseball. The exit velocity, Joe, on the wiffle ball was almost no. 90 miles an hour. No. I mean, it, Dallas, when, what were your numbers against, like, uh, trying to think of, like, who would have been. Like, what were your numbers against Mike Trout? He never, he never had to face me. Oh, okay. How's that possible? You're in the same division. He was too late. He was like, look, I could come up now or hold on. Did you say that lefty from Oakland is getting ready to go on the shelf? Yeah, back's tight now. Oh, he's on the shelf? No, back feels great. Yep. That's that's kind of how I'm like, I'm not here to call Trout out for that, but that's kind of... Didn't you, didn't you have good numbers against Miguel Cabrera? Uh, I, No damage, Jared. No damage. But he, he's probably like... <laughs> Seven for ten with like seven singles <laughs> or something like that. Elvis Andrews, he died. He... Yeah, Dallas diced up Elvis Andrews. I know that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, who else? Nelson Cruz, I think. El- Elvis knew that too. Elvis knew that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he wasn't a big fan of the changeup. Sucker for the change. Yeah, um, I'm a sucker for a blue moon. I know that. The playoffs are just around the corner. So it's time to help your team out by sticking to your lucky rituals like the ritual of enjoying an ice cold blue moon while the game is on. Blue Moon was born in a ballpark, first brewed at Coors Field in Denver, Colorado. Make it your one of a kind baseball tradition, whether you're at the park or watching from home. Dallas, do you have any uh, blue moons in the fridge for this weekend? Um, I do not have any blue moons in my fridge right now, but I do know that the watering hole downstairs at the resort Mm. offers blue moons, which I will be sucking down. Yeah, watching because uh, we got a day off today, boys. So Ooh, we do uh, too. It's, it's nice day off, first NFL game of the year. Wow, like the Cowboys, right? Doesn't happen often. Uh, well, no, Cowboys don't play tonight. Cowboys play All this right. weekend. Yeah, yeah, prime time. But uh, prime time. Mm-hmm. All right. You'd be drinking some blue moons for that game, probably. <laughs> yeah, cowgirls. <laughs> yeah, gonna be. Excuse me. Oh. oh nothing 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 i'm just talking you know i'm just saying yeah i'm gonna be, <laughs> just talking. I'm gonna be drinking blue moons and then i may break a bottle over the back of a bar stool and wow. stab joey in the neck with it uh yeah. if he keeps well, talking I'm about the saying, cowboys watch out for my man all my in dirt. fun for legal purposes all in fun mm-hmm. who's your team joe the durs the what Washington Commanders. Jesus. With its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander. 
Blue Moon Belgian style wheat ale is a one of a kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Blue Moon was brewed by baseball to give you a dose of nostalgia and get you excited for the new season. Why strike out with the same old beer when you can get something that's one of a kind? It's bold flavor, bright explosion of color and iconic orange slice ritual guarantees a one of a kind beer experience. Perfect for spring weather. Best served with its signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful, bright color. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all season long. Brighten up your baseball traditions with blue moon belgian style wheat ale it's a one of a kind every time check out shop.bluemoonbrewingcompany.com for baseball merch and visit get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket to find blue moon delivery options that is get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket blue moon made brighter celebrate responsibly blue moon brewing company golden colorado ale um yeah it sounds like a fucking rocket coming in absolute fuel bomb <laughs> just, just that was against by the way that was against fucking the torpedo mvp <laughs> runner-up someone that hit 41 you could say that i got him prepared i got him locked in for the best season of his life like that was spring training 2019 he went on to have yeah, you could say you could say life. you put that yeah i was gonna say you could say you put that season on a t for him yeah <laughs> yeah Early work with Jared just never stopped after that. I'm just saying, like, did I did I throw a fastball by Alex Bregman in the year that he finished second for the MVP? Did I do that? No. Yes, I did. So (laughs) you guys can uh, sit there and have your little YouTube channel and your little baseball (laughs) broadcast because you know what I got? I got a fastball blazing by the bat of a dude that hit 41 tanks in the big leagues. The 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 Grande Ligas, as they call them, oh. Dallas. <laughs> Ligas. <And> that's uh <laughs> that's something that no one can take away from me. I got Sounds a swing like and a miss. I got a swing and a miss on an MVP runner up, and I got a knock off a D1 pitcher the other day. Baseball's <laughs> fucking easy. It's an easy yeah. game. It's an easy game. People think that I'm joking when I'm like, dude, I could have played Major League Baseball, but podcasting has more longevity. That's a fact. People know That's you are full of shit. Is what I don't are. like the travel. I don't like the travel. Uh, not a big team guy. <laughs> I think we can all agree. I'm just not a team yep. guy, more of an eye guy. Uh, and I just, you know, the injuries. I like to work out. Like I, I'm not trying to work out like doing like agility and explosive shit. Like I'm trying to work out like a bodybuilder. So just being a big leaguer, yeah, like none of it, none of it really bodes with the lifestyle that I'm trying to live. So that's why I've chosen the podcast life. That makes makes all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. Jake, how about another question? As a Reds fan, am I right to feel like it's a letdown for this team to miss the playoffs after they led the NL Central at the All-Star break? Or should I just view this year as a stepping stone? You should feel let down. You should really? feel let down. You should. Yeah, yes, yes. Why? Uh, look, we've talked about how their pitching hasn't done them many favors and how at times it's been almost in spite of what they've been doing on the mound and how guys have um, been the recipient of some timely run support. And I think that maybe is why you even asked the question, should you be disappointed? Because maybe there was a time where you realized what was going on but you're just riding the wave of excitement that Ellie De La Cruz is creating. And when you look up and you're not where you were a month ago, 
And I think it becomes apparent why that's where the frustration starts to mount. And you're like, it's almost like I knew this was kind of going to be a thing, but I didn't want it to be a thing. And now here we are. It's a thing. Am I allowed to be upset about this? And I would think, yeah, yes. Yeah. I think, I think, man, I, I hate fence sitting, but I wouldn't be disappointed to the point where I'm crushed. Like, I think, I think it's totally normal to be disappointed if they don't make the playoffs because you held a playoff spot, like they were there. And then if it doesn't happen, like, yes, that's disappointing. Like, I don't think that the mentality should be like, oh, come on, guys, like, just be happy that we were even in it. Like, I don't like that mentality, but it is a stepping stone year. It's a year that they weren't expected to be in it. So it's not, it's not put it this way. Yes. It's okay to feel disappointed. No, you don't have to view this season as a failure if they don't get in. Does that make sense? Is that fair? Yeah, you're not going to say, you're not going to be selling the team, put bags over your head like you were a year no, ago. No, Being a Reds fan. But at the same time, but they're, they're, that's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you said it just like me. That was the point I was trying to make. Okay, finish your point. <laughs> um, no, I forget it now. <laughs> yeah, I want you to finish your point. No, no bags in the heads, but um, what I was trying to say is, yeah, their pitching sucked ass this year. Going into the year, that was what people were saying. Like, okay, this Reds team sucks, but they got got some good pitching. Mm-hmm. They got Ashcraft. He throws ninety nine. <laughs> they got Hunter Green, Lodolo. I know he hasn't played, but like, he's not coming back, right? Could, well, yeah, like, well, he's, like, yeah, out for the season. Yeah, but there, and there's you know, a few you can of them look that are that. sick right now too. Like that's been the thing. They're all sick. They all got. Yeah. They all got COVID, man. Mm-hmm. And COVID. Yeah, people say that too. Anyway. That's how I say it. Yeah, I don't want to get demonetized. I'm not going to keep saying it over and over again. But <laughs> right. Let, let them know. People on the team got sick. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, like that's saying you could look at it as a stepping stone. It is you could be happy that you almost get the playoffs and was expecting it. But in the pitching realm, you kind of if you dissect the the categories, their pitching kind of underperformed a lot. And you're looking at that like, damn, if we just like had guys we thought we had, we would be in the playoffs for sure. Yeah, I don't think it's a hang your head. Um and it's tough, bro. Like, you know, who's to say? Like, the Reds might suck next year, not even be close to playoffs. And then you missed your one chance. Anything could happen. Hmm. I don't expect that. I don't want to be Mr. Doom and Gloom. I've had some injuries. But yeah, I mean, I would be, I would be sad. Because I expect a lot out of my team. That's why my team is so good, because people like me, you know, talk, you know, like say, come on, Braves, win. Right. What do they do? They get the best players in the league and they create a dynasty. Right. If you don't do that, don't expect the Reds to go out there and create a dynasty. Can't be happy with not making the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jake, question. Which NL wildcard series team has the best chance to make the NLCS? Ooh. I mean, right off the bat, Phillies. Um, yeah. I mean, the Marlins, uh, they're floating around, but they Alcantara just went on the injured list. Jorge Soler just went on the injured list. So I think they're... No, the Phillies is no, the answer. 
Dude, they are. Yeah, they just they 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 they've been slapping around the doyers like they're like little little babies, like little the, fucking little. The Marlins you know, have like, won six straight games. Like that, I just fucking. I think the last time we did a podcast or the last time I looked at the standings, the Marlins were like out of the, the fucking wild card. Now they're the second wild card. <laughs> what the yeah, fuck? But the questions what, about who, the questions about who these wild card teams has a shot at the series. Yeah, it's the Phillies. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm assuming that whoever asked that question is a Giants fan. Because I think they just want to know, like, do we have a shot? Like, they've lost six straight. They're the third wild card. Um, yeah, no, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's the answer is the Phillies. And I don't really think that there's a close second. Not even close. I would say the club, the, the Cubs are second. Yeah, second, most likely. But that's the difference between the AL and the NL. It's like these teams in the wild card going for the spot. Unlike the AL, like you could see the Rangers, the Mariners, um, or the Toronto Blue Jays. One of those teams isn't getting in. All three of those teams, if they were in the AL, uh, ALCS, you wouldn't really be shocked. Okay, that's what Marlins makes the AL. Are, what the fuck was I just looking at? The the Cubs are the second wild card. The Marlins are the third wild card. Yes. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck I was just looking at. There was some thought, sort of gl- glitch on. You I, thought I mean, the, I was, uh, well, you thought the Giants were in the wild card? Yeah, like I, I mean, I was looking at they were one of the it top wasn't three long, teams. I was it, yeah, at. it wasn't long ago that they were, Jared. You're right, <laughs> but yeah, but they're not now. Yeah, I don't know. That's, yeah, ESPN just glitched out. Anyways, yeah, it is. Uh, the Marlins are in a wild card spot, though. They've won six straight, so they're the third wild card. Uh, but um, the situation is fluid. <sighs> I mean, who do, you, who do you like more? Do you like the Cubs or the Phillies more? Who do you think has the more better potential like to the get Phillies. the NLCS? I like the Phillies. Okay. Phillies. All right. Phillies. All right. All right. All right. Phillies. Next fucking question. Phillies. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Next question, Jay. What active player do you think will make the best manager after he retires? Joey Wendell. Justin Turner. Really? Um, Correa. He's on my list. He, no. If he wasn't so good. No, he's too. He's got too much of an ego. Uh, he does. Dallas? Dallas? Something you got personal gripe. Dallas? Dallas? What, does Correa have an ego? Yes, Correa has an ego. Too much of an ego to be a manager? They said the same thing about Mr. Neon Dion, Coach Prime over there in Colorado. Look what he's doing. I mean, he's spouting off with an ego. Yeah. Coach Prime? Yeah. He's fucking Coach Prime is number one. He has Colorado's a, on fire. They want to know. Uh, um, active player that would be a good manager. You know, it's what's what's tough about that question is a lot of times it's players that you might not know. You might not even think of. Is Sal- Salvi's a good answer? How about um, Mar- Martin Maldonado? No. <laughs> Jesus <Nope>. Christ, man. <laughs> Can I just say one and then be like, yeah, maybe? No, nah, I wouldn't <laughs> play for him. I wouldn't play for him. Salvi. See, and I was, I, like and Salvi. I was gonna say I was gonna say Will Smith. I was also gonna say Marcus Simeon. Marcus Simeon has no personality. Like that it's dude. 
That's you, no, that's no, not no. A, he's not a people person. He's not a people person. He's not like he has no personality. You, you know, you ever heard the name of Scott Service? Yeah. Bill Belichick. <laughs> Bill Belichick. Yeah, but he so has a personality behind closed doors. I've played with Marcus <laughs> Simeon. So, oh, just oh, knows oh, all, these guys, all these friends with all these guys. I know Bill Belichick's got a good pretty good yeah. door. He does. No, Simeon. No, Sim- no, Willie, Willie's a great guy. You get him away from the old gridiron, and Willie's a great guy. You know, he is. Oh, oh, he is. You get him in a more relaxed environment, like, yeah, like pre-massage. Great. He's dude. Uh, he's next door neighbors with the Veritex. But Simeon, Heck, Wakefield, and and Big Bill, yeah. Simeon, shitty personality, garbage human, can't per communicate, can't yeah. in the clubhouse. I didn't say that, but well, he, I mean, well, you said all of that, and that's why Marcus Simeon, you said can't be a manager, and I'm here to tell you that Marcus Simeon yeah. is a stand-up quality American. He's a, a guy good guy. Who, He's a family man. He's a family uh, man, but he can manage his family. Can he manage a baseball team? Yeah, I believe he can. Uh, I think you're biased. I would say it's probably worse to be a family man to be a manager, even worse than even being a player. Okay. Like so. managers need to not have a family. They need to move every year. And you know what I'm saying? Like that's their whole right. thing. They're like 70 years old. And they're, sp- they're working 80 hours a week. They yeah. can't have a family. They care. I need, I need my manager to be bilingual. So Salvador Perez is my answer. Then Shane B. I gave, I gave my answer. Shane Bieber. <laughs> Is there ever been a pitcher who's a manager? Yeah. Kevin Cash. It's rare, though. Kevin Cash. <laughs> yeah. Is it, did he get an inning? He must have. Brock Holt. Johnny Gomes. There's, there's no pitcher managers. Bud Black. There's no pitcher <laughs> managers. See, like Bud Black, if he if you told me he was a pitcher, I would believe you, but I think you're fucking with me. <laughs> Look it up. Let's see. There's two Bud Blacks, man. Bud Black. Look it up. Why is this pitcher? John Farrell. You don't believe me? Look it up. Dusty Baker. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. John Farrell was a pitcher. He was a Bud pitching Black is a re- Bud Black is the right answer. I confirmed it. Bud I'm, Black. Okay, was just a so pitcher. you understand, I'm fucking with you with the Kevin Cash. Yeah, John Farrell and Kevin and uh, what you call it? Uh, Bud Black. Walter Johnson was a manager. Tommy Lasorda. Ever heard of him? Tommy Lasorda. Bob Lemon. I don't know History, this is an article from ESPN from June of 2006. History doesn't favor pitchers as managers. Nope. That's that's kind of... Uh, it's biased. Yeah. It's it means, extremely biased. Do you take that personally, Dallas? I do. Well, I, I also think that, that you person. don't... You, you are far more invested in the game than most pitchers are post-career, I'd say. I mean, I was invested, but but that happens. Like I'm asking questions, and you're going over game situations, and you're asking questions to the manager the next day, or the pinch coach, or the hitting coach. Like that's where the education comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, one, you have to be around it, but two, are you inquiring? Well, that's how you learn is asking questions, and you get get over the feeling of you know being apprehensive because you don't know an answer. Well, I, 
you have to ask, ask the question so you can learn. But I, I've just, I've always been curious about how people process game situation, what you're thinking of. Because if I can ask you a question about a game situation in the fifth inning, your answer, based on how I'm looking at the game, your answer is going to tell me how, how you're looking at the game in the seventh inning, what you're looking for and, and why you're looking for it. So I, I want to ask that. Um, all right, Jake, next question. Do the Padres make any big name offseason additions or subtractions? I think they lose Blake Snell in free agency. Uh, I think they explore a Juan Soto trade. I don't know. I mean, they have to shake something up. The The scuttlebutt is that there is an imbalance of egos there. Mm-hmm. There is. I don't uh, know. Well, Blake Snell doesn't really factor into that, if you ask me. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Um, but I'm talking about like the core guys. I'm not sure that they all get along. Yeah, I'm just not saying. Sure how can it, we get? How can we get Manny and Xander and Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis Jr.? How can we get all of these guys to coexist? How can we get them to shift gears from the "we're homies" facade for the fans to actually either? believing that we're homies and becoming homies or developing a way that we can work together at the ballpark because there's other Dallas? are you hearing that like the, those four guys just are not like they just well, hey look uh, and there's there's that? another hey, Dallas Dallas <laughs> what? you're you're a baseball podcaster right now you're not yep. a you're not an A's employee right now put on your put on your podcaster hat are you mm-hmm. hearing the same things that I'm hearing that those guys don't necessarily all get along it's not all kumbaya over there yeah, it's not necessarily. It's not what I would call a fractured situation. No, I don't think it's a bad but, blood situation. But I don't think no, it's a hey, we all love is, each other. We're pulling on the same rope situation either. No, there is, and and when I say this, like there's layers to division. You can be divided, but those worlds still may not have collided to where we're not even talking to each other. Like that's not the case. But it's a. I'm going to hit with the same guys that I hit with every day. And we might go to lunch before we go to the field together. We might hang out after the ball game together. But the idea of that group expanding and involving different people, that's probably not going to be the case. And there's not much unity there. That's that's tough to like. Rarely do you like you have to be able to come together. A lot of good teams that have won world championships have fought and have not gotten along, but have figured out a way to coexist when the lights turn on. And you have to be able to do that. And I think that there are players in that room who whose names are ballied about when it comes to not getting along that do have the ability to separate our friendship outside of the ball field and who we are as players and teammates. And then there's guys who might be finding that to be a difficult relationship to handle. Mm. Cause mm. I'll tell you, there's another team in the American league East who there's a lot of thought that if the room was tighter, it would reflect on the field. Oh, High. It is far. It is gone. It's a judging blast. All rise. Here. 
becomes the judge. Well, I don't know if you'd be surprised to learn that it's not that team, but that is a team as well. But I knew it wasn't them. It was mm-hmm. the Blue Jays. Jared, what the fuck, man? I didn't. I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Jake, Jake sneezed. Jake, who was it? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, hey, you got you got to be pulling on the same rope, like you said. So I'm guessing that uh, since the A's just played the Blue Jays, that uh, there's some people talking around the cage. Well, huh? no, the, I mean this has been a this has been a conversation, or just because there were guys there were guys earlier in the year, guys on the injured list, and are they doing their own thing? You know, and hey, when things are going well for guys, guys behave a certain way. When things aren't going well for guys, guys behave a certain way. That gets picked up on. People take note of that kind of stuff. And if you can't even like have those conversations and you can't even address that kind of stuff, it's almost like people are ignoring the fact that it exists. That's a tough environment to exist in. Interesting. Jake? Which team will win more championships in the next 10 years, the Astros or the Braves? Braves? Uh, I tend to agree with Joe here. I think it's going to be the Braves. Uh, they will have, I think, I think they'll have a better shot um, just because they are kind of head and shoulders above everyone else, at least in the National League. And besides the Dodgers, um, I think there are more teams with the ability to stop the Astros in the American League than there are teams in the National League that could stop the Braves. Really? Because I would argue that the Phillies and the Dodgers are way stronger than the second two best American League teams. Uh, maybe, down. maybe right now, but like there's so many teams in the American League that are just on the precipice of becoming better. And then there's other teams like the Red Sox and the Yankees where all it takes is one offseason for them to just stack right back up and be a powerhouse again. You just fucking roll your eyes at that. The Red Sox have more championships than any team in fucking baseball since they won their first. Yep, bringing up old shit as usual. That's just the facts. <laughs> the question was about the future, not the past. So that's that's their mo. Like the Red Sox have gone from last place to World Series, and that's just what they do. So they're always lurking in the grass. Uh, the Yankees, I don't expect them to be this last place franchise moving forward. Like I think they're gonna find a way to get back. Like yeah, I think there are more teams that can stop the Astros than there are teams that can stop the Braves. I just think in terms of having a, the, well, I would say the the Phillies and and the Dodgers have a better outlook as of now for the next five to ten years than both the Yankees and the Red Sox. Both also, those the teams Astros are, are in tough core positions. is older. What they got? Pena, Tucker's There's got a few more like years in there. Pena's been awful. <laughs> like they're Altu- the Altuve's of the world. Verlander's 53. Yeah, I mean, the question that you're going off of is basically like who has the best player signed up for the longest. And no matter what way you look at it, it's going to be the Braves because they've done that better than anyone in baseball. The, history, Braves, so. the Braves have the better core and they're younger and they're under contract for longer. It's the Braves. It's the Braves. Jake? 
Who's one player flying under the radar this year that you think might have a breakout season next year? Ooh. Michael Harris. Isn't he already having a breakout year this year? No, he struggled mightily for the first couple months of the season, was dealing with some injuries. Yeah, but he's but, been unbelievable, right? Yeah, but he's flying under the radar. And I'm looking at him as an MVP. He'll candidate. always be under the radar because he'll never be like a top three hitter in that lineup, which is a compliment to just how great the Braves lineup. How is. about how about a that's dude why like, I said his name? He might be. I'm just saying this might be recency bias for me here because we just saw him. But how about Kevin Kiermeyer? What mm. Kevin Kiermeyer is <laughs> a guy who's ten years. What look, are you talking about? A guy who's having a good year that's been under the oh, radar. No, 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 no. Like a guy that like is flying under the radar this year that might have like a breakout year next year. Kevin next. Kiermaier is like 33. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, well, just just for the point, my Kevin Kiermaier assessment tracks. It doesn't. It doesn't. It does. uh, under the radar, having, having a good year this year. Under the radar. Yes. You know fact. what? You know what? You can I look think, it up. I think the correct answer is Chaz McCormick. Ooh. You can look it up. Chaz McCormick is having an out. He's having a breakout year this year, but there's just outrage because Dusty won't commit to him as an everyday player. So it's like, all right, if he if he's an everyday player next year, that's a force. Yeah, but Chaz doesn't really get you get the, the get the hairs on the back of your neck standing up. No offense to Chaz. Well, that's no what under the radar player does. That that's why they're under the radar. That's true, but like sometimes you could find a diamond in the rough in there. You're like, ooh, wow, ooh, why aren't we talking about that guy? He's kind of a next level beast at the plate, and he can field, and he's and and he's kind of a leader, and he's young. And he's got like a um, a background that really speaks to his future performance. Like maybe he's got siblings in the league. Maybe we're talking about William Contreras. Ooh, what about Nicky Lopez? Mm. <laughs> well, Nick drops Dick. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's a few candidates. There's a few. About Lars Newbar, bro. Uh, I was gonna say Tyler O'Neill, but Lars Newbar. No. Lars Newbar has Vincenzo all- Gorman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're just yeah, we're just naming all the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, that is what we're doing right now. That's gonna be interesting. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but like ne- next year, like trying to pick who's gonna win the Central. Or yeah. pick who's going to be in the playoffs. Like the Cardinals are going to be a very interesting team. Because you don't want to have a White Sox situation where it's like, oh, we fell for this last year. They suck. But people, it is crazy are, how bad they suck. People are definitely going to sleep on the Cardinals when they do preseason picks next year for sure. No, I mean, their lineup is going to be nasty. It is nasty to this day. We'll see what they do with pitching. It's obvious why they suck. It's their pitching. Mm. Yeah. Just some names for you. All right, guys, we're in the heat of the summer. You need a pair of great shades that you don't have to baby. Knock around sunglasses is the go-to for quality polarized shades. 
that won't break the bank. Plus, they just released their first set of teams and their official MLB collection, including the Red Sox and the Yankees. Don't be the person that's squinting into the sun, worried about getting sand on their overpriced sunglasses. Check out knockaround.com for great looking polarized shades at starting at just 28 bucks. Use the promo code ROCKET and you'll get free shipping on your order. Promo code ROCKET. Um, Jake, next question, please. Have the Astros officially arrived and become the most feared team in the AL? Mm. Arrived as in like they haven't been one of the most feared teams in the AL? Well, I think people are definitely sleeping on them this year. I feel like I think we had this conversation a well, couple that, weeks that ago. Would be, that would be remember ignorant I, to do. Remember when I brought up talking to Tex and Tex is like, yeah, like we, we, we're not like we're, we're out there half asleep and he's like, this is the year we don't make it to the ALCS. Like even Astros fans I think are a little surprised that their play of late minus the getting swept by the Yankees thing. I think that they've kind of just come on and we've been waiting for that spurt all year. They've just hovered. They've stayed in it and they never had their their fuck you month and they're kind of having it right now. But it's because they, like we they, they, we've said it all season, though, and it's because it's been true all season. They just haven't been healthy all season together. And yeah. so once they finally have gotten together and been healthy and still not at full strength, this is what happens. You call it a fuck you month. They call it being healthy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's Same the difference. Here. So mm-hmm. when when you're an Astros fan and you're watching the game and you're watching the season go and you're winning games and you're not down by a ton, but you haven't ran away with it, you might be lulled into a false sense of who you are, but then you start to realize, oh shit, we're getting guys back. This is, oh, this is who we are. This is what we're capable of doing. And then it, it's like you, you remember very quickly, oh, that's right. The AL runs through us. Mm-hmm. They are definitely the team to beat. And if you slept on them, you're an idiot. I said it all year. This is my squad. This is winning the West. And that is who is going to win the West. Yep. Um, Jake? Do you think the Blue Jays will finally turn it on and make a playoff push? We continue to disappoint after many of us thought we'd be competing with the Orioles and the Rays. Two out of three in Oakland. You won the series that you have to win. There's no reason that you can't make a push. With the way Bassett's throwing the ball right now, Barrios, the way he's throwing the baseball right now. Yeah. You can make a push. I think Simber's close to coming back. Uh, I just saw a report from Dallas Braden that the Blue Jays fucking hate each other. So I, I could see that team unraveling and falling apart pretty soon. No, that, that report did not come from, from me. It sounds like uh, it sounds like conflicting reports now, but um, there was one report from Dallas that the team hates check, each other, and then he's checking he's sources. He's walking it back, which is typical. But Mm-mm. that's a team that really hasn't just gotten off the ground all year. Like that's a team that I was kind of waiting for. Uh, what was that? Twenty twenty one. They've been waiting they for Vlad. Yeah. Uh, Vlad has. I guess what Vlad's WAR is per Fangraphs. Let's take a guess. What do you think is wins above replacement? One point two. Four. Dow. 
0.6. Wow. Wow. How crazy is that? And that's and that's a lot to do with his defense. Mind you, this guy won a gold glove last year. Hey, and he made a play yesterday. Fairly nasty. Fairly nasty. He made a play at first base. Ball hit to his left. Okay, he's right-handed. Ball hit to his left. And instead of like going with the forehand and turning and throwing, he takes a step and fields the ball still with the with palm up and then turns his feet inside and throws a fucking seed across the diamond to get the runner at third base. It was a hell of a play. And as soon as he made the play, as soon as he threw it before the out was even made, I I, I was like, oh, and got him. And then he just immediately pointed to his glove. Like, yeah, it was gold last year. It's about to be gold again. <laughs> he's the second <laughs> defensive war. He's the second worst defender in the league this year, <laughs> right behind Kyle Schwarber. So oh. I don't know what is going on with that. And if you look at it, like that gold glove stuff is crazy. Because if you look at it, it's, it's always been, according to the defensive war, always been very bad. But won a gold glove. So who's to say? Who's Who knows? Mm-hmm. But 0.6 war for Vladdy, yes, that is a extremely crazy. No one would have predicted that. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy that they had for two weeks has more war than him. Mm-hmm. Schneider. And and don't forget, for the Blue Jays, they're down Bichette and they're down Matt Chapman right now. So you're going to need those two boppers back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're playing the Royals, so that's also a notch on the good side. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm still waiting for that late 21 push that they made. I mean, where they came up, what, like a game short? Like they had all the momentum going into that last week, and it just wasn't enough uh, because the Red Sox were so nasty. But, um, yeah. I don't know. I think, I they, got a, I think they got a very good chance to get in. And if you look at the um the let's look at the um what's what's the word I'm looking for? Projections. Yeah. I wanna say they have like um almost twice they're almost twice as like likely to win the wild card than both the Mariners and the Rangers. Huh. I don't know why the projections don't love the Mariners. I believe it has to do with like who they're playing. And I know the Mar- the Mariners and the Rangers are playing each other seven more times this year. So I think maybe that it's just kind of a math thing. It's like these teams are going to be fighting each other. And so it just lets the Blue Jays uh, open opportunity to gain ground in, on one of them. Yeah. Because like, it's like That's... if they're playing each other seven more times, it's almost like one of them at least has to be 500 for the rest of the season. So if you look at that, the Blue Jays basically just have to go 500 or a little over 500 and they make the wild card. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one. I think uh, all the a lot of the focus is going to be on the AL West 
But the AL mm-hmm. wild card, you've got some. T- I'm not going to put the Red Sox in that category. But uh, oh, they're, he they're was not. so close. They're not. They're not. He was so close. Hey. No, they just lost a series oh, of the race. It's over. Oh, oh, yeah, for sure. You, you, but you that's just the, had that's to talk yourself point. out of involving no, them. Not in no, no, the no. wild you, card you know, conversation. You know, you know why that's I said a, that. Oh, that nope, was beautiful. Nope, you know why I said that, that because beautiful. before before the podcast started, I was talking about. How Yankee fans genuinely <laughs> think that they're gonna fucking win the wild card. I know, and they're I, they're is, behind the Red Sox, which is why that was funny to me to hear you say it like that. The Red Sox are you, not getting in, and the Yankees okay. are behind that dead team. Yet I've got Yankee fans on my timeline tweeting out screenshots of the wild card standings with the eyeball emoji. Like, dude, you're out of it. And the Red Sox play the Yankees next week, Monday through Thursday. They have a four game series against each other at Fenway Park, so. Like it's the battle for fourth place, but some of these Yankee fans that think that just because like Jason Dominguez came up and hit three home runs, they're like, we are going to October, baby. Joe. Like they, not just the fact that they thought that they were going to get there. Like they're, they're tweeting things like, don't let us get hot. Like if we just Joe. get in, I feel like we're a team that's a little bit dangerous. Like we could make some noise in October. You're not even going to sniff October. What are you talking about? Joe, are the, are the Red Sox back? Don't, don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> September 13th, guys. We got to wait for that. And then we could say it. Uh, but we're looking good right now. But don't say it. Uh, <laughs> a lot of, got a lot of divisional games. So that another, guys, another, question, another question, Jake. <laughs> another question, Jake. Another question, Jake. You guys have been giving the Cubs a lot of love lately, which is great. With the streak they're on, do you see them making a run in October like the Phillies did last year? Mm. Yes. That's why like, I was very tempted when we were talking about what team in the NL wildcard has the best chance to make it to the NLCS. Like, I was very tempted to go Cubs there. Um. <sighs> I I think the part that sucks about that is the Marcus Stroman injury because I think if if Marcus Stroman was healthy I I picked the Cubs and I don't think twice about it, um, just because yeah like the the whole like Zach Wheeler Aaron Nola versus Justin Steele Marcus Stroman thing like I I think this year not la- like last year it's a different conversation this year that's that's advantage Cubs well, I I think it's about which offense you have more faith in more confidence in yeah. Between those teams, and and uh, am I hearing you say that you're on that Cubs train? No, offensively, no. Well, I mean, I I said that after you because I think it's very fair to look at Wheeler and to look at Nola and to look at Steele and to look at Stroman and not consider it a canceling each other out type of deal. But you feel like you could hear me tell you that one of those teams is going to win both of those games. And you'd go, I could see that. And it doesn't matter which team I tell you yeah. based on the pitching matchups. So from there, which team do you have the confidence in to hit their way out of that pitcher's duel? Who survives the pitcher's duel? I definitely like the Phillies lineup more. I think that Alec Bohm is almost like an X factor for them. Like if that yeah. dude, like you can say whatever you want about his defense, not 
yeah, but like as uh, offensively, like, yeah, I think that he could be an X factor. Bryce, I mean, he's trying the clean shaven route. He's he's slumping right now. Um, but yeah, just like it's harder. Trey Turner, now that he's become Trey Turner again, the guy that Dallas and I picked for National League MVP, he's been playing like it like over the last month or so, month and change. I don't know. I, I I need Bryce. If Bryce Harper gets back to being Bryce Harper, which I think he will, like it's kind of just like a mini slump. Like if you go back, um, what has it been like three weeks, Joe? Would you say he's been slumping? I think it's been less. Bryce Harper was hot as crap. It's been over the past week that he's been slumping. Okay. I think yeah. he's still in a O for like 20 something. Yeah, I'm not worried yeah. about I, Bryce I didn't Harper. see what he did a lot last night, though. And sometimes, yeah. hey, and we know, hey, you go to the hair to fire up the boys, right? Mm. Take a page out of out of Hefe Madden's book. So what does what does Bryce do? I'll shave the shit. I'll knock it down, get the boys fired up. Yeah. Bryce is one of the hottest hitters in the league until September first. And then went on to 04, uh, 0 for twenty, oh for nineteen. And he got a hit last night, so maybe he's back with no beard. But I mean, I think I think the Phillies are a lot better than the Cubs. No offense. I wouldn't Cubs, say a lot better. You have no chance against. Uh, the don't the Cubs Cubs. have a better run differential? Do I give a fuck? I mean, that is a pretty good unit of measurement to use. Let's the see. Cubs been playing. The Cubs are playing the shitty. The shitty Cubs are Pirates. plus one hundred and one. Phillies are plus sixty nine. It's not even close. We have to play the Braves. Yeah. No, but I mean, if you think. I th- I I take Wheeler and Nola over Strowman and Steele any day of the week. Wow, any day of the week. Wow, and Strowman's not even pitching, so it's like that's I not know. even a conversation. It's a, it's a moot point. Yeah, I know. So then you go the lineup. Well, that's I'm, why I said I would have taken Cubs. The uh, no questions asked if Strowman was healthy, but I did take the Phillies. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the Phillies eight days a week. Well, you're also a Phillies honk. Um, yeah. It's true. Yeah. Do you have your towel there or no? It's in the wash. I have a dry cleaner. <laughs> why is it dirty? Yeah, dirty that, rag. I'll, you know why it's dirty. I've been using it, bro. We're you on a hot street. That rag is sticky. That rag <laughs> is awfully sticky. Joey, were me? you making Cinnabons in here? Why is your rag so sticky? <laughs> I'm trying to clean up, but my God. Son of a mom, the fucking Trey Turner's the best player in the league after a standing ovation. What do you mean? It's like, can you? Feels like your gym socks used to feel when you were in high school. God damn it. Yeah, we're getting that sorted out through to the dry cleaner, but they'll be back for fucking playoffs. Uh, Maybe I'll get a couple more during the playoffs. Yeah, you got to start collecting them every year. Now that your fills are always going to be in it. Uh, I'll do a couple more because Dallas Dallas has to get out of here. He's got important stuff to do. Um, Jake, I got a meeting. He's he's got an interview. He's going to be managing the Guardians tomorrow. After another disastrous season, if you're the Angels GM, how do you convince free agents to sign with you and trust where the organization's going? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> say, hey don't you want to live in la it's sick surfing then what if Sushi. i'm just like it's not even la it's anaheim so it's a fucking hour of the ocean 
Yeah. Movie. You want to be in movies? <laughs> you want to be in movies? Trick them. You got to trick them, man. You got to be Los Angeles. Hey. Brad uh, Pitt. Like you, you legitimately. Uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough. It's going to be real, real tough. This, this handling or this mishandling, however, because I, I think ultimately we have to wait to see how this plays out because if they land Shohei Otani, if he's an angel forever, then you can't say they mishandled anything, can you? No, if- that'd be worse. That'd be worse. That'd be worse. They mishandled the sport of baseball by signing Shohei murdering him <laughs> but if he goes then i think there's no other way to describe what has transpired here other than a mishandling and that that is a um that is a hit that the brand just might not be able to come back from for a very 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 long time like we're watching a very prominent brand in our society scratch and claw its way back because of a marketing campaign that didn't quite resonate with their demographic or so they felt. And that has been a catastrophic turn of events for them. And when you let the game's greatest talent or should you let the game's greatest talent walk for nothing, literally nothing outside of a compensation pick, then you're going to have a tough time selling other players on your desire to come and and win baseball games and compete. It becomes tough. So now you're not really selling guys on anything. It's about the money that you're willing to offer them and whether or not they're willing to take it. Absent of any desire to win, postseason aspirations, blah, 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 blah. Like all that becomes secondary. You're a team that is a part of the schedule. You have to fill out a roster. You have to pay your players and you're offering a player money. That's pretty much how that is going to go. Yeah. I mean, good news. A lot of players are from California. So that's your pitch. Come home. (laughs) <laughs> play in front of the family. We'll give you good. The family gets good seats here. Yeah. Give uncle Sam half. Mm-hmm. I, that must be the most miserable job in the world to have to sit there and convince a free agent to sign with the angels. It's gotta be the most thankless job in the world. Yeah. And it's going to be tough because when they ask, well, Hey, what's the direction? Like what's the organizational plan? Like if you're a guy like Max Scherzer who's sitting down with the front office and getting the lay of the land for the next five years plus and you're told what it looks like and then you are Max Scherzer and you run into the situation he did, that's what that front office had to do. They had to reroute, right? They had to call a hot route and change their plan. So how do they look? You can almost ask the question, do the New York Mets do they have a leg to stand on when they're trying to convince players to come to play for them in New York because they're going to tell me it's all going to work out and then at the All-Star break, they're going to be selling teammates and they're going to be looking at me going, well, you know, by compete this year, what we meant was hopefully in the next few years. 
It's like, well, I don't know that I can trust that. Hmm. Uh, Jake? What's one terrible team this year that you think might have the chance to be a playoff contender next year? Oakland A's. Red Sox. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, would you say, I mean, the Red Sox are over 500. I was thinking more of worse than that. But I would say fourth place. Fourth place. Yeah, I think Cardinals uh, is my answer. Yeah, Yankees. Uh, the Mets? No. No. Sorry. You don't think the Mets can turn it around? The Padres? No. Padres could. I don't know. They've they got some decisions to make. Like, out of all the guys that they've locked up for the next 93 years, like Blake Snell is one of their better players. And they're, Why they're can't the Pirates be better? Because the of the Pirates. Pirates. I don't think the Pirates are going to be better, I'll be honest. maybe You know what? They might be better. They might be better. Like record-wise, they might have a better record next year than they have this year. That means they're going to be better. Are they going to contend for a playoff spot next year? No. Probably not. But I think... You don't know that. I, no, I do. <laughs> what do you think is the correct answer? If there's one answer that we could universally agree on, is it Cardinals? I don't know that the Cardinals are going to be that much better. Like, they... Like, they're not going to... Like, Wainwright has obviously had a terrible year. But it's like they're going to have money freeze up. They didn't money freeze up. Go after Stro. You know you love Stro, right? I know you love Stro. I love Stro. He's going to the Cardinals. Cardinals. I don't know. I don't know that he fits in with what the Cardinals have going on there. (laughs) I mean, I I wanted to say I want to say the White Sox, but Mike, I I just have no no idea what's going on there. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. That is not a one-year turnaround, Mm. especially with what. They have uh, spending wise. Why can't Why can't the Mets be in that conversation? They are. I think the Mets oh. are in that conversation. I'm going to pick the Mets. Well, actually, you know what? The Mets are not in that conversation because they told you they're not in that conversation. Based on what they told Max Scherzer, they said they're not trying to contend next year. Mm-hmm. So the Mets are not. I I think the answer has to be the Padres. Because so there's no reason, team, right? That was the there's no here. reason why the Padres shouldn't be good next year, even without Blake Snell. Well, you're talking about losing Blake Snell and potentially Juan Soto. Well, I mean, those are, Juan those are two reasons. You don't, you don't have to lose Juan Soto. You're probably going to lose Blake Snell. You don't have to lose Juan Soto. They could pivot and maybe they bring in Lucas Giolito and he decides to be good again. <laughs> I'm tired of people saying that, man. I mean, Lucas Giolito has been on six teams in the last two weeks. I know. And every time it's like, wow. They got Giolito. This just changes everything. This changes everything. Uh, I'm going Padres. We'll do. We'll do one more, Jake. How wild is it that two of the top three contenders in the NL Cy Young convo are thriving while only using two pitches? That actually is crazy. It's crazy uh, because yeah, look at the division, the NL East. The NL Central, I feel like, all right, yeah. Um, but you're talking about steel. Uh, the NL West, being able to succeed in the NL West. Um, yeah, steel, Snell, Strider. Strider is basically just fastball. <laughs> like, dude will just Come eat you alive with fastballs. Yeah. Come and get it. Yeah. It is impressive. Um, that's actually 
Uh, I was reading up on Yamamoto. That'll be the big free agent for this winter. He's basically mm-hmm. a two-pitch guy, too. He has three, but he's fastball, splitter, Splitty. curveball. But he's mostly fastball. Curveball, steel strikes, third time around. <sighs> yeah. Slow him down, and then here comes the wipeout split. And for all the hype around Yamamoto, he sits like 94. I thought he would be more like 97, 98, but he's uh, he's an average size guy at 5'10". Um, That's slightly above average, isn't it? We can go there, yeah. You played yeah. yourself. <laughs> yeah, 5'10 is slightly above average. Because you're, you're just below average, 5'9 average, uh, and then 5'10 like slightly above average. Oh, 5'11". About five eleven. Uh, I I like the idea that you're seeing guys be able to go out and execute a game plan, and that's what guys dominating with two pitches is: is dudes going out and executing game plans. This is what I want to do with these pitches. This is how I work off of these misses. This is the pitch that it sets up. Should I land or miss? And just having a a really good idea of what they want to do. That's what that tells me. And the fact that it's elite shit. That helps too. Yeah. All right. We got to take a break and talk about Zinn Nicotine Pouches. We're always talking about what a team needs to get to number one. But Zinn Nicotine Pouches are already there. Zinn has helped millions of people achieve a lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. If you're a smoker or you're a dipper looking to make a change, look no further than Zinn. Zinn is made with six simple ingredients and is available in a wide range of varieties, including spearmint, citrus, and even coffee. And it's available in two strengths so you can control your nicotine satisfaction. Because it's discreet, you can enjoy it anywhere, anytime, so you never have to miss a moment of the game. Plus, every can of Zinn earns you points towards premium items like tailgating gear, top-of-the-line tech, Zinn swag, even gift cards. Find your Zinn at your local convenience store or online at Zinn.com. That's Zinn, Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right. Anything else? Closing thoughts? Dallas, got anything you want to add? No, it is 1,000 degrees here in Texas. Legitimately 1,000 degrees. Didn't get below 90 degrees out here last night. I was out on my balcony at fucking 3 o'clock this morning. Literally just hours of it. Yeah. Sweating my face off. Yeah. So I'm going to get a massage in my hotel room and do nothing. You look like you don't smell good. So you must. I smell great. I'm just saying you look like you don't. Well, the beard will do that. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, you're you're a little hairy. I look like I smell homeless. Yeah. You got a shot of a shot of a taco meat. (laughs) The what little, now? Little of that to start your day with, huh? You have it, some of that right there. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Newsflash, if you provide me with a bathrobe, I mm. will wear it. Yeah, Dallas, big bathrobe guy. Big bathrobe guy. Um, Any uh series that we want to circle this weekend? D-backs, Cubs, that's interesting. Uh, Mariners, Rays, that'll be a good one. Um, Phillies, Marlins, okay. Well, Joey said it. Keep your eye on whoever's playing the Oakland A's. So, I mean, A's, Rangers, good series to tune into. Yeah. Um, <laughs> your pirate, the Pirates, Braves, little Dallas and Joseph showdown. 
That'll be big this weekend. Brewers, Yankees, okay. Padres, Astros. All right, circle that one. That's about it. It'll be, it'll be good. It'll be good. Um, Joey, any final thoughts? Um, nope. Have a great weekend, guys. <laughs> What's wrong? Oh, nothing, Miss Rachel. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> the lady who has a YouTube channel that I throw up for my fucking four-year-old daughter when I need something to do. Real quick. <laughs> stay safe. I just want everybody to stay safe. That's really my takeaway. Uh, drink your water and share your toys. <laughs> Have a great weekend and enjoy some ball. We gone. <laughs>